Good morning, everybody. It's Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. And it is Friday, August 24th, 2018. I cannot believe how fast August is flying. I think August always goes so fast. I look forward to my birthday in the middle of the month, yet I don't, because it seems like after my birthday, it's like, swish, and we're back to school. But that's also a good thing, because I love what I do. Today, we are going to continue looking at the Ten Commandments. We started back in July 26, almost a month ago. And I did like a little ditty on the Ten Commandments. And your feedback was so great that I've extended it into a series. And so each Friday, we are looking closer into each of the Ten Commandments. We are up to Commandment 4. And it's talking about the Sabbath day. And so I'm going to read it from a few different versions in the Bible. Because when I'm studying the word, I really like to look at it from different versions, different translations. So the first will be Exodus 20, verse 8. Exodus 20, verse 8 is the address of where we learn about keeping the Sabbath holy. And this is from the New International Version. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall, do, you shall not do any work. Neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your main manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in all that is in them... Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. But he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. My apologies, my eyes are like jumping around today. They haven't done that in quite a while. Um, so we are, we're keeping it holy because, you know, if the Lord can make the entire world and everything on it in six days and rest, we surely can rest, right? And it's biblical that we're supposed to have a day of rest. My study notes um, say that the Sabbath was a day set aside for rest and worship. God commanded a Sabbath because human beings need to spend unhurried time in worship and rest each day. You know, so God knew when he created the earth and rested and declared it a day of rest and worship that we were going to be such a hurried and busy society that we were going to need it to be biblical in order to follow through. Something to think about. God knew we would be busy. We would be hurried. And I think... A key in there is that worship isn't just a day of rest. It's a day of rest and worship. Something to think about, right? Exodus 20, verse 8 from The Voice, which is a, a version that I like or a translation. I'm not sure which it's classified as. It kind of reads like a story. So when you read it, it's like you're reading a book. And so for people that... You know, because it used to be like the King James with a thousand those and shall. The voice is really written like a story. So when you read it, I don't 
it sometimes it's a little more relatable. So let's look at Exodus 20, verse 8, on the Sabbath day, in the voice, from the voice version. You and your family are to remember the Sabbath day. Set it apart and keep it holy. You have six days to do all your work, but the seventh day is to be different. It is the Sabbath of the Eternal, your God. Keep it holy by not doing any work, not you, your sons, your daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, or any outsiders living among you. For the Eternal made the heavens above, the earth below, the seas, and all the creatures in them in six days. Then, on the seventh day, he rested. That is why he blessed the Sabbath day and made it sacred. So we're called to rest. I just find it so interesting that God knew we were going to be so busied and so hurried that we would need to be told that we needed to rest for a day. Um, so then Exodus 20, verse 8, our fourth commandment, keeping the Sabbath day holy, right? A day of rest, a day of worship. Now, I'm going to read it to you from, as promised, the word on the street. And remember, the word on the street doesn't have every single verse of scripture in it. It just has certain verses you know, like the ones that a lot of people refer to. And then it's kind of written in a slang, like an American slang. And I'm I'm sure it's a controversial because, you know, it's so... But you know what? Sometimes it just gets to the point. So Exodus 20, um, Commandment 4. Remember the Sabbath day and to keep it holy. And this is from the Word on the Street. You'll keep my rest day different, distinct, special. You'll do what the word means. Stop. You'll work six days, do all you've got to do. Then the seventh day is my day. You won't work, your family won't work, your staff won't work, your equipment won't work, your guests won't work. Because I made everything you see in six days. Then I took a break on the seventh, and so will you. I, I like that. And I like how it says your staff won't work. You know, because sometimes when we read the Bible today, we're like, that does not, you know, I have no maid servant or man servant. You know, we don't have slaves. You know, so in this version, it says your staff. And I think, you know, the first thing I thought of when I read it in this version was places like Hobby Lobby that are closed on Sundays because it's a Sabbath. So the owners and all their families, all their employees and their families never have to choose between providing for their family or worshiping God. I think that's stellar. And I've heard, oh my gosh, what was it? I just learned about another company that um, is not open on Sunday. And it was a place I don't go very often, but I have been there. But I know Hobby Lobby is that way. I remember growing up as a kid that if you did not get your groceries, you know, on Saturday, on Sunday, you weren't going to have, if you ran out of bread or milk, you were out of bread or milk until Monday because everything closed. 
and sadly now that's not the choice and I'd like to say that you know I never go to the store on Sunday so that it doesn't give them a reason to keep it open but I have been guilty myself of running out of milk or whatever and running to the store and I don't know if we could, as a society, just stop going to the stores on Sunday so that they're doing no business. And it's just financially a fiscal decision to stay home because nobody's coming to their stores. But that would take quite a passionate movement of people to say, you know what, I'll wait till Monday. But that was, you know, I just remember that growing up. And then, you know, we went to my grandmother's on Sunday for dinner and all my aunts and uncles and great aunts and uncles everybody got together it was really fun and nobody had to work because everything was closed with the exception of farm chores nothing was done on that day and you know chores were done because the animals still need to eat um, but I want to talk about the Sabbath day because some people are saying you know what that was great then but here's the deal if I don't work on the days they tell me to work, I can't provide for my family. So, you know, people have to choose nowadays. Do they want to, you know, work? And, you know, then there's those people that have two jobs. And so they're working during the week and then they're working on the weekends for that surplus of money. You know, they, what do they choose? Rest and relaxation with their family or feeding their kids. So I was thinking, I don't know, I've thought about this so many times because it just, I don't know. And then I think about pastors and priests, whatever, and all the different clergy or the lay leaders or the deacons, deaconesses, whatever you have at your church that work on Sunday in order to have your Sunday service go the way it's supposed to go. What about them? Sunday is not a day of rest and worship for them. It might be a day of worship, but it is not a day of rest because they're working. So a lot of pastors take Mondays off as their Sabbath because, you know, they've just worked. They work Saturdays, typically, whether people have, like think about that or not. You know, our clergy, they work on Saturdays preparing for Sunday. And depending on your denomination, you might actually go to church on Saturday night after 4 or 4 o'clock on because that's when your calendar is technically Sunday. So, I mean, your clergy never has a weekend off, per se, because they are leading worship, which is what they're called to do. But that's their job here on earth. They do it because they're called to do it, but it's still a job. Does that make sense? But they still take a day later in the week and call it Sabbath. A day of rest. A day of worship. And sometimes <laughs> I can get a little bit of an attitude. Um, and it always gets me like Sunday is supposed to be a day of rest. Well, if Sunday is a day of rest... But now, like, reading these different versions and talking with you guys, you know, it's a day of rest and worship, so I'm a little bit better about this, but I'm like, then I should be able to stay home in my pajamas all day, right? 
if it's truly a day of rest and worship, then I shouldn't have to get dressed. <laughs> I should be able to get up, have messy hair, have a little bit of a stink to me because I don't shower and wear my pajamas all day. That, to me, is the best Sabbath day ever. Never getting out of my pajamas. I love a pajama day. Well, I can't do that on Sunday or I miss worship, right? So you find another day because we all need that corporate worship and that strengthens us and that gives us the energy and the oomph to get through the week and it is such a blessing. We need that. We can't um, ignore or avoid going to church on the week, you know, Saturday night or Sunday morning, depending on your um, type of worship. We need that. And as tired and mopey as I am sometimes on a Sunday morning, when I leave church Sunday morning later, I am revived. I'm re-energized and I'm ready for the day. I can just get cranky sometimes like, why am I going? I'm supposed to have a day of rest. But you find another day, another time that you can rest. That's That's what you do. You find another day that you can call your day of worship. And that's how it works. Um, yeah. So what do you think? Do you take a, a Sabbath day? A day to rest and worship and... You know, until reading these different versions, I just, I had never thought of the piece where it's a day of rest and worship. But I think, in the sense, giving thanks is a form of worship. And on that day of rest, instead of hurrying around and being busy, we should be thankful. Thankful we have a roof over our head because things can change ever so quickly. Uh, maybe not an appropriate movie, but... Um, If you've seen Trading Places with Eddie Murphy, and I think it's Dan Aykroyd. Funny movie. Funny as all get out. Um, And I know that it's fiction, you know, it's Hollywood, you know. But, you know, in that movie, um, Eddie Murphy is just some poor guy off the side of the street. And Dan Aykroyd is this rich guy you know, working on Wall Street and whatnot. And he finds out that the company has been stealing all this money. Well, well, actually, he doesn't. I think Eddie Murphy does. But anyway, the point I'm making is the two rich men that own the company that Dan Aykroyd works for, uh, they make a bet for a dollar, a dollar, that they could take any bum off the side of the street and switch his place with their executive, Dan Aykroyd. And one of them says, it'll never work. You know, he'd, whatever. You know, he could never be an executive. Plain and simple. And the other one says, oh, I think they can. In a matter of, I don't know, they had a time frame. Well, here's the deal. They do it and they switch places, trading places, right? And the rich guy can't even get it into his own house. His servant pretends he doesn't know him. And they take Eddie Murphy off the street, this stinky old bum, and clean him up and teach him how to do the business. And then he finds out that they're stealing. 
you know, insider trading or whatever it is on Wall Street. And it works. But then they become friends and they end up getting even with uh, the corporate bigwigs. I mean, that's long story short. I don't even know what I was saying. I got sort of off on the movie. Oh my gosh, what a dingling. Um, so, I have no idea where I was going with that. Boy, I am not going to stop this because I think this means something. So I will be right back because I'm going to take a minute and listen to this little segment so I can figure out where I'm going. I could just fake it, hang up start all over again, but I'm not going to because I'm perfectly imperfect. <laughs> I'll be right Okay, I'm back. I had to take time to listen to myself. I am like such a goof. Anyway, so the purpose of sharing about trading places was I had talked about how things can change, right? So when we use our Sabbath day to be thankful you know, we're thanking God. Thank you for what I have. Thank you for all you've done. Right? Because that can change in the blink of an eye. And whether you're Eddie Murphy, the bum off the side of the street, who wakes up, you know, being lathered in riches, or you're Dan Aykroyd, who's used to having everything, and you wake up on the side of a street with nothing. You know, both men had a drastic change. On one hand, people would say that Eddie Murphy won because he was rich and wealthy and had everything, but he had no friends. Dan Aykroyd won because he learned what it meant to have nothing and then went back to having it all and so truly grasped the blessing that he was living. I don't know. But I digressed, and I digressed so much I had to go back and listen to myself to figure out what I was talking about. I apologize. What a dingling I am. Yeah, so, a faith-filled Friday. Keep the Sabbath holy. If you have to work on Sunday because you're choosing to provide for your family, and on whatever your day off is that week, take some time and thank God for what you have. Thank Him that you're healthy enough to work one job or two jobs. You know, give Him your praise, give Him your thanks. But find a day out of seven and make it holy. Make it for you. It's biblical. Everybody gets a Sabbath. And and it's our choice what we do on that Sabbath. So I don't know where you are in life. I'm thankful. I have a career where I work Monday through Friday. I have Saturday and Sunday off. I can go to Sunday service. I don't need to worry about choosing on providing for my family or going to church. I have the blessing and ability just to go to church. But I also know there are people out there that do not have that same luxury. So if you are listening and you're one of those people, find a day and rest. It's okay. And if you're working two jobs or two or three jobs, I know it's probably like moving a mountain. But find that day where you can align all three jobs and have a day off. 
Can you even imagine what that would feel like for you? That you would be able to have all three jobs off on the same day and just rest. I mean, I get that the likelihood that you could get all three jobs off on the same day is probably <sighs> slim, but isn't it worth the try? Aren't your kids worth it? Your spouse worth it? You are worth it. I used to work a couple jobs when my, our daughter was little, and I waitressed and cooked, and my friends would always say, my, dear, my close, close friends, you always look so tired. Take some time off. Because I was working six days a week, and if they needed it, I would pop in and for a couple hours on the 7th or whatever. And You couldn't do it now just because I'm old. <laughs> but I didn't get it. You know, and I look back and I see some of the pictures and I'm smiling and happy and loving being a mom. And yet you look at my face and I see what my friends saw, you know, the bags under my eyes that were so dark and deep because I was just running on adrenaline. Yeah, I just, I didn't see it then. You know what I mean? So, 1 Corinthians 13.2 says, If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I have nothing. It's just talking about moving that mountain, right? Because you need to move a mountain because you are worth it. And spend some time with your family and catch up on some sleep. You know what I mean? I I just, I pray that you will. I pray that you will find a day to take a Sabbath because you deserve a Sabbath. Go and find a mirror. If you're driving, do not find a mirror. Currently do this when you stop. But look in the mirror and say, I am worth taking a Sabbath day. Say it again. I am worth taking a Sabbath day. I want you to know you are so worth and deserve a Sabbath. Find that day of rest, that day of worship, and just revel in it, enjoy it, and see how inspired and renewed you feel the next day. Sleep in. Don't brush your hair. Sit outside and enjoy the breeze and the fresh air. If you're somewhere where it's hot and humid, stay inside where it's air conditioned. Don't answer your phone. Let people think that you're on vacation. And don't say, oh, I have the day off and then everybody plans something for you because they haven't seen you in so long. Don't tell them. Take a day off. And here's my greater challenge. If you have a child or kids take your Sabbath during the week when the kids are at school get them up put them on the bus and instead of rushing to job number one or job number two or both take a Sabbath during the week when the kids are at school and somebody else is taking care of them 
And don't tell the kids you're doing it because then all of a sudden they have a stomach ache or they have a headache and they need to go home because they're sick. And it, they just do it because they crave that one-on-one -on -one time with you, which is good. But you need one-on-one -on -one time with yourself and with God. You deserve a Sabbath day. So what you do is you put, put them on the bus, drop them off at school, however you do it. And you go back home and you take time for you. And it's okay. If anything, it's biblical. We are called to take a day of rest, a day of Sabbath. Aren't you worth that? Yeah. You might have to get up and get dressed for work as if you're going to work. So that your kids, you don't, you know, break that routine. Because kids are smart. They don't miss a trick. But go back home, take off your work clothes, put on something comfy, read a book, write a book, read your Bible, take a nap, enjoy. Because you you're worth it. Everybody deserves their Sabbath. Even God rested on the seventh day. And if God can rest, can't you? Have a great day, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. This is Lisa, living with Lisa, keeping it real. Signing off until another day. Thank you for listening. And feel free to share this with your friends and family. If you'd like to leave a comment, you can hit the message button. If you're listening via Anchor. You can go to my website, lisambusky.com. And go to the podcaster page. And you can actually respond leave your name and what your comment is and I can read it on the next episode if you'd like so. and by the way my overnight oats are delicious side note alright have a great day everybody thanks for listening you're a blessing I count you are worth a Sabbath day take it <laughs>